Welcome in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. I am Kevin Meckley, joined by Andrew Payne. We've got the Drake behind the glass back in studio. That's because we are broadcasting live down here at the Sports Radio 810 studio inside the Power and Light District. The Miller Light Fan Fest going on, Andrew. We're going to be here live with you until 9 o'clock, giving you all the latest from the Big 12 Tournament. Reactions to all the action we've seen today, including KU's 17-point win over West Virginia. We're going to talk Iowa State tomorrow. We're going to talk Big 12 storylines, some bracketology, much, much more. But, Andrew, we got to lead with the story that I think most would say is probably the biggest one in college basketball right now and unfortunately impacting the Kansas program. And that is the news that broke right here this morning live on Sports Radio 810 WHB, that head coach Bill Self checked into the emergency room last night at KU Health System. And the findings by the doctors there led to what they're calling a routine procedure that unfortunately kept him out uh, of of the game today and kept him in the hospital overnight. To our knowledge, remains a patient as he recovers from the illness, is what they called it, and the procedure, another word they called it. Andrew, look, obviously thoughts and prayers go out to Coach and the family and and everything there. Uh, We don't know everything, and we're going to stick to kind of what we do know and what I basically told you right there is about it. But give me your reaction. You heard the news this morning. Yeah, obviously this is a sensitive situation, and our thoughts are with Bell Self and his family. It's a stressful situation for everybody uh, in his family and him, and obviously isn't made any better by us and the rest of the entire college basketball community analyzing and dissecting what's going on with with him in in the hospital. Uh, But we do it because we care. And so as Kansas fans, rightly or wrongly, we we put him on a pedestal. We want to know what's going on with him. Uh, But we do it because we care. So I'm excited to talk about the game today with you, Kevin. I'm excited to talk about, you know, this Big 12 tournament. This is a great – we've had a great day out here. Yeah. Down here at the Power and Light District. Uh, But in the back of our minds, you know, we'll be thinking about Bill and his family, and we wish him – the best and a speedy recovery but in my mind uh, this morning was was pretty wild i i think it's one of those group text events right <laughs> it's one of those your phone starts blowing up maybe it's one or two people and then it's three people and then it's the whole group text and then it's i heard this i heard that i heard this horrible thing i heard this not so horrible thing i heard it's you know it's it's one of those things where you just kind of have to wait yeah. and see what it actually, what the facts actually are. Um, and I think when we, we learn about the facts here, I think we can all take a deep breath uh, and realize that it is not as serious as it was uh, reported, or, or at least on the unofficial channels. Sure. And so we, we do wish him the best, and uh, we hope he's back. Uh, we hope he's back real soon. Yeah, and and to that point, you know, here's here's a couple other things we do know, and by know it, this is stuff that is is widely reported now, or has been officially released by the university. Uh, we know that he obviously missed the game today, and it sounds like he will miss the rest of the games that will be played at the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, so we know this. We know Coach Norm Roberts. Uh, highest percentage win, winning percentage in Kansas basketball history right now at what five and zero? No doubt, <laughs> unbeatable. Norm Cannot Roberts. argue with undefeated. <laughs> we'll be coaching at least through tomorrow, and and if, you know if, if KU wins through the end of the weekend, that will be uh, that's one thing we do know. 
We also know, uh, as been reported out there, that that Bill Self's long-term prognosis was was positive, was good. Uh, that that they that even now he's he's doing well, he's recovering, expected to make a full recovery. There are things we don't know though, uh, and that is timing. That is, will he coach again this season? Will he coach again? You know, long term, is this a you know one of those things that kind of gets you gets you thinking? And and Andrew, I guess you know we heard today in 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 post game, uh, Bob Huggins, who himself has had uh, a, something similar happen to him. Uh, you know, I think he's a good one to listen to in this. Uh, did, did you happen to catch any of those comments? I'll I'll, I'll find him here, but. Yeah, he's the one to listen to, right? And I think at this point, Jim Beheim's gone, the godfather of college basketball, the the guy you can look to for sage advice, is the crusty old man from West Virginia. <laughs> and I think, and I think this has happened for a long time. But when Bob Huggins opens his mouth, I think you need to listen. I think Bill Self recognizes that, and at least the folks in the coaching community don't recognize that. Yeah, you know, and in post game, he said, "Look, I haven't talked to Coach. I planned on calling him." I kind of need to find out from his guys when's a good time and all that kind of stuff. But, but he said he said this. Uh, you know, I want Bill to get well. I want to see, or I want to say as soon as he can. But what I really mean to say is, I want him to come out of there the way he's always been, if that makes sense. And he's kind of implying there, don't let this change you. And in some ways, I, I think uh, Bob Huggins. Uh, Never changed a, a bit about his personality, one way or the other, coming out of his <laughs> stuff. And fun, in some ways, you know, you know, got even more uh, in love with life. He's he's hilarious, obviously, to listen to and a quote machine. But I thought he was very heartfelt in his post game today. Sure, uh, and you could argue that his best basketball was ahead of him after he had that event sure. twenty years ago. Uh, it was around. He's winding up at Cincinnati for. For whatever reasons they are, but you know he moved on. Uh, did K State for a year, and then was at West Virginia, and has had some some great great years. Uh, so this is you know something that we need to take you know one step at a time. Rampant speculation doesn't doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help the situation. But it's it was good to see Norm get out there. It was good to see the team. You know, I, I hate to say win one for the Gipper, but Rally, it's, but yeah. but you could see how a team could have folded. Sure. You could have seen uh, without your leader, without your unquestioned uh, uh, guy who the straw that stirs the drink. The Bill Self is the guy for Kansas. Th- they came out and delivered today. Yeah, Jalen Wilson in post game kind of you know he was asked every, all the players. Norm obviously asked several questions about this. One of those was, uh, "Hey, you know Jalen Grady, what do you, what do you when did you find out? What do you know? What's your reaction?" And Jalen was first, and you know, team leader. He says, "Look, we, we're a team. We're family. We've been we've been through adversity. We came together, tighter huddle." And, and Grady added, "Look, what coach preaches is next man up." And he says, "You hear him say that a lot. Next man up. Next man up." And he's like, "In this case, it was Coach Norm." Uh, and, and but he added, you know, pretty importantly, "We we are hearing everything's good." So obviously the the team is in contact with them and and uh adhering positive again positive things there uh, uh one other thing that we that we do uh want to get to is there was so there was this morning announcement or morning press release andrew that 
needed to get out because stuff was starting to, uh, to your point, the, the boil group over. Text, yeah, it was the, the group the, texts were hitting hard. The, the group text mafia was was out of hand. They were out of hand. Twitter was out of hand. The the message boards were starting to starting to get out of hand. And so obviously they needed to get out with something pretty quick. They they released that statement this morning, more or less just saying he had an illness. He's not coaching today, and didn't say a lot more. Now this afternoon, pretty shortly after the game. Uh, KU Athletics announced and, and sort of clarified, look, uh, he, he did not suffer a, quote, heart attack, as some, you know, Internet rumors might have might have said. Uh, and and the, the chief medical office there, uh, officer there, Dr. Steve Stites, uh, you know, said, look, look he, he arrived at the emergency department last night, underwent a standard procedure, went well, and, and, and again, the, the money quote here, expected to make a full recovery. So... Uh, Andrew, that's the stuff we do know. Uh, back to some stuff we don't know, because I think this is where a lot of fans' heads go. This time of year is a pretty bad time for something <laughs> like this to happen. I think if Bill Self were to choose a time of the year for something like this to happen, it would be literally any other time than this week. Uh, and so This week seems to be cursed. This is one of the most fun times that can be had by a college basketball fan in Kansas City, it really this is this is the week. This the is blast. Super Bowl. This is the best. this is great. Two, uh, three years ago, yeah, tournament canceled. the The night of, you know, I think there's there's teams going onto the court, pulled the teams off the court. They were done. I was COVID. Yeah. Two years ago, our team got COVID. Somebody got COVID, and they they we pulled the team off the floor. We didn't even play the semifinal game against Texas. And and I hate to equate the two, but like it's just one thing after Something another, happens. one thing after another that just happens is surrounding this tournament. Uh, it's it's too fun for this stuff to, to happen. And but you know, at the end of the day, we wish Bill Self all the best. But I'll say this, and and we'll we'll get to this uh, later on in the show. So stick around. But I think that if this were to happen to any team. This team is better positioned to deal with it than anybody else for a variety of reasons. You've got veteran leadership in Jalen Wilson, and additionally, Norm Roberts. Norm Roberts has been here before. This is not his first coaching rodeo. Even this year. This is not his first coaching rodeo with this team. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first four four games of the season, I think, you know, he's 4-0. He had some some ups and downs, Uh uh, in five and zero with the win today, he had some ups and downs, and he's sort of found his way. But uh, Norm is 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 promised to take them to uh, as far as they can go. He's he's been there before uh, in veteran leadership. This is a guy who's been by Bill Self's side for for years. I'm not worried about this team with Norm at the helm. No, I mean I'm not either. Obviously, you you want Bill there. The guy's a Hall of Famer, uh, and so. You know, I guess as we close out on the segment, Andrew, you know, I, I hope we see him this year. I hope we see him yet in, in the tournament, the big dance. Uh, you know, we don't know anything about that. We know he's still in the hospital right as we sit today. Selection Sunday is only <laughs> two and a half days away at this point. We're getting up there. So, you know, you hope that, that he can recover quickly. We are one week away, likely, from the game that we would play. Uh you know, our, our hope is that he'll be there. All right, Kevin, coming up next, we'll break down today's quarterfinal game against West Virginia and look ahead to tomorrow's game against the Iowa State Cyclones right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Welcome back in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. Coming to you live from the Sports Radio 810 studio inside the Power and Light District. The Miller Light Fan Fest going on. Man, it is nice out here. Live coverage of this championship week and the Big 12 tournament is brought to you by Barstool Sportsbook inside Hollywood Casino. Greenlight Dispensary, Jay Rieger & Co., CBD American Shaman, and Miller Light. Uh, Andrew, we're looking out the window right here. We see some folks indulging in a few Miller Lights right now, enjoying the Fan Fest. Man, you've got to get down here if you have not been to a Big 12 tournament in the Power & Light District. It's just something else. It's different this time of year. It does. So just to give you all some, some geography of where we are, we are literally across the street from the T-Mobile Center. I, I'm looking out the window here from our booth. I see the Magenta Heart KC. Lots of people getting their pictures taken sure. with the Magenta Heart KC. It's a good little Instagram thing, especially at night. I'm looking out here. One of my favorite things, going back years okay uh the big toll tournament is the is the intern that gives out the free orange soda oh yeah yeah right outside outside. our door right outside our door get one Uh, yeah break here commercial break i'm gonna go grab me so we've had a good day here uh down here uh, at the power and light district this this is just this is the best day thursday's the best day you got basketball wall to wall we're gonna be going later in to the night uh keeping track of these night games but, Kevin, let's jump into the, the basketball side of it. Let's talk about this West Virginia game today. And so, at the top, I'll just say, you know, it was a workmanlike 17-point win. But you and I were watching this together. It felt very close until about the last 10 minutes. Yeah, they kind of they kind of went, you know, whatever. They, they, they were up double digits and then kind of let them back in, got to four, I think, a couple times in that second half. But what I liked about it, Andrew, more than anything, was they, at that point, when it got, when it got cut to four, it was like something uh, switched on, and they absolutely closed out the game. Andrew, they won by 17 points. I mean, they went hard in that second half. A lot of it was, by, was, was guided by defense, turning into offense. They, they, they shot the ball really well in the second half. But... Some of that could be tired legs. West Virginia played yesterday a little bit. You could explain that. I don't think I'm willing to give that a lot. What I took away, though, Andrew, is, look, we, last year, at this very conference, a year ago today, found something. The University of Kansas basketball program, the team found something, and they did not really have a close game in the Big 12 tournament last year. They played a lot of close games coming up, but in the tournament, they they won handily. And today was one of those games, there's a three-point favorite, KU, maybe three and a half, depending on where it closed. And they won by 17. They turned it on. They made they made them look like an eight seed. And that eight seed, Andrew, is what, 20th in Ken Palm or 18th in Ken Palm? That's a, that's a good team that KU just discarded today. Right, I think West Virginia, uh, if – the numbers hold will probably end up around an eight, nine, or ten seed. That's a that's a second second or second round game. Uh, seen a lot of upsets on that one and eight, and I think West Virginia is probably better than that. I think they're maybe a little underrated just because of the number of losses they had. So this was a good West Virginia team, a team with Eric Stevenson, who, as of late and really all season, has been on a mission. Yeah. He's been on a mission to take this Mountaineer team uh, as far as I'll go, but. You're right. I think it's the last 
the last 10 minutes, you can look at Bart Torvik, you can look at Ken Palm. I don't think that those metrics will tell you how well a team plays in the last 10 minutes. And I'm not sure there's a better team in the country that plays better in the last 10 minutes. Well, they definitely showed it today. And, and, and to your point, West Virginia has not lost to a team other than Kansas <laughs> since, uh, you know, since like the middle of February. Wow. I mean, the only teams they've lost to is, is Kansas by two points in Allen Fieldhouse and Kansas today. Uh, in that stretch, they beat Iowa State, K-State, uh, you know, beat, beat Texas Tech, obviously, yesterday. Got a win against Oklahoma State. They, they have been playing well, is the point. Uh, and, and after a slow start in the conference, looked the part. Those at, looked like those Ken Palm numbers made sense. And, and today, you know, they did not play well, I don't think. I, I think that's a fair thing to say. But a lot of that had to do with KU. And, and that's the thing, again, if we're looking for an identity for this team, it's the same thing that happened last year about the same exact time. KU found an identity on lockdown defense, and they did it again. They turned them up, man. Uh, they, they turned them up, and, and that's, that, was, that was something that gives me some hope as we go into, into the additional tournament play here. Uh, I, I feel good about better about the team right now than I have, other than, this, of course, this Bill Self thing. Well, let's talk about a couple of these individual performances. Dwan Harris, we can talk about his offensive game. You know, he had 13 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and, and 5 steals. Not bad. Not, not, bad. not, not, not bad. bad for Dwan. This, this is Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year we're talking about. Mm. This Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, you can, you, 13 points great. Most importantly, he held Eric Stevenson to only 13 points. Yeah. That that goes a long way to winning this basketball game. He uh, Eric Stevenson went one for seven from three. If we were going to lose this game, it was going to be Eric Stevenson going, you know, five for nine or six for ten from three, just just raining. And, and, and he can do more than that. He can create. He, I mean, he can get to the like. They made him a perimeter player. Uh, and that, I mean, that's that's where his values felt. And the the other player, you know, in terms of these these attack dog defenders that we've really seen. You know, come on in terms of this identity. Uh, it's Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller did not start today, Kevin. I saw that. Kevin McCuller uh, sat the bench, uh, ended up playing 24 minutes, in, play, played quite a bit, had a three-pointer at the end, but uh, been suffering from some back spasms, and he did look like it. He did not look like a, a spring chicken out there today. No, you could tell. It just He obviously tried to play hard, but when he wasn't playing, he was kind of doing the old man walk a little Oof. bit. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, he does that most of the time. Okay. Right, <laughs> He's kind of got that old man walk. That's kind of his game. Yeah, He's okay. always got a little bit of a limp, but then when he needs to turn it on, he's the first one down the floor. Yeah, and he did. He kind of switched on and played a little defense on, on Stevenson, too. And, yeah, I mean, look, he didn't have much on offense today. He looked like he was deferring, so it was kind of a different, a different game for him. He wasn't trying to go. Not, not that he hunts his shot, but he was playing, you know, whatever. But, but Andrew, I, I, Dewan Harris, we know this about him. He is going to drive this team. When he plays well, we win the game. Like, that, that's it. We, we've seen it a thousand times this season. When Dewan Harris is good, if not great, there's almost zero chance that we lose the game. And he was great. He was great. He was great defensively, and he was great offensively. Another player, Andrew, that was great offensively is Jalen Wilson. Goes for 22-11. and 11. Wow. 
And another double-double. Yeah, another. Yeah, just another double-double. He, he looks the part. He continues to look the part. There were times when we kind of felt like we needed a basket, and he just went and got it. And he kind of, it's almost like he kind of feels that. You know, he kind of senses, all right, something's not working right now. I'm going to go get us. I'm going to go get fouled, or I'm going to go get us a bucket. <laughs> yeah. One of the two things is about to happen. Jalen Wilson loves to go find contact. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he loves to go find contact yeah, more than scoring buckets, yeah, but like it's worked out for him. This is the Big 12 player of the year we're talking about, oh, okay. Kevin. Right. This guy, Jalen Wilson. I heard that. It's the Big 12 player of the year. I heard that. He got the trophy today. Got the trophy today before the game from uh, Commissioner Brett. Uh, but uh, just to close out here, KJ, 13 points. He was good. He was. He, he did what he needed to do. He wasn't the vintage KJ game, but pick and roll was working with him and Juan. Uh, I want to move on and talk about Iowa State just for a minute. If you stay tuned to Hour 2 folks we're going to give you a fuller breakdown of this iowa state game tomorrow but you and i sat there and watched this iowa state team take apart baylor this morning yeah uh for the second game in a row back to back in fact i think they've beat baylor three times this season yes they've beat baylor three times this season wow they have their number the kryptonite of baylor bears is apparently the iowa state cyclones the first game they beat them by 15 the second time they beat them by 15, and then today they beat them by six in a game that was a weird game. Yeah, I mean, pretty close at the beginning. Uh, Baylor pulled away, and then I would say really dominated the last, what, 15 minutes or so. Uh, A couple things I want to highlight here that uh, I would say out-rebounded Baylor 44 to 17. That doesn't seem possible. If we get out rebounded 44 to 17 tomorrow, we're getting blown out. It's not going to be a good day. We're getting blown out. It's not going to be a good day. Yeah, I, that was that was just strange. Like I've never seen anything like it. It was just like that. Baylor looked like they were in quicksand every time the ball went to the rim. It was so strange. Every loose ball, every single one, Iowa State was one. Now look, they got the crowd behind them. They got Hilton South, man. They got, they it's got a, it's not a joke. They got a pretty good following. Maybe not as big as they they have in the past. It felt like maybe. Of course, they uh, felt pretty big. Right if I mean but, this tomorrow, this game tomorrow, yeah, it'll be, uh, will it'll be, be crazy. It'll be great. But but yeah, we're going to talk more about Iowa State as we as we get a little closer. But that team has looked very different since one tiny thing happened. They had a they had maybe some addition by subtraction. Maybe some addition by subtraction, and at that point in their season. It felt like they just needed to stop the bleeding. And since then, things have gone well. They're, they put themselves. Talking about Caleb Grill getting we're talking, uh, yes. kicked off the team or taken off the team or walking away from the team or whatever happened. They had not been playing well, and all of a sudden they're playing well. So Playing playing great. So they put themselves in the semifinal here uh, in the Big 12 tournament. And, you know, last year, let's go back to this team last year. This team struggled. This Iowa State team struggled in Big 12 play. Teach took him all the way to the Sweet 16. Oh, TJ Otzelberger. So maybe this is just something about how his teams have to uh, go through some adversity, and then they're really ready to deliver in March. But, Kevin, there are six teams left in this Big 12 tournament. We have the Texas-Oklahoma State going on right now. We've got TCUK State coming up later tonight. So we are going to ask, what does each team have left to prove for the rest of the weekend? And that's right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Welcome back in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. I'm Kevin Meckley. We got Andrew Payne here. We got the Drake back in studio, keeping us in line. And we're coming to you live. We're live right now from the Sports Radio 810 studio inside the Power and Light District Miller Light Fan Fest going on right now, Andrew, right outside the door. It's going on right outside the door. So where we are, we are attached to McFadden's. Okay. And I can hear it. I don't know what's going on in McFadden's right now, Kevin, but it's bumping. It is bumping. I don't know if there's just a lot of Texas Longhorn fans in there cheering on their – looks like they're up by 17 points mm. against Oklahoma State currently. Uh, that's probably not it. I think people are just getting after it. Look, e- even though there is a dude – Literally pound. Okay, and the beard just went down his shirt outside our window. It's getting there out of is hand. Basketball going on, <laughs> guys. Let's what? talk about the basketball for a minute, Andrew. We have we you know we started here with ten teams. Ten teams. The last year of a ten team tournament. Well, I don't want to talk about all that. I just don't, saying I don't this get is all that. this perfect this perfect form of basketball <laughs> will change this year. So we're we're we had ten. We're down to six. Soon to be five. Okay, well, let, let's go through each of those pretty quick here. Let's, let, I mean, we can knock out a couple pretty fast. Like Oklahoma, Andrew, let's just knock it out fast. They were 15 mm. and 17, spirited game yesterday, didn't get no, it done. No postseason. you got to have a winning record to go to the postseason. This Oklahoma thing, uh, team, I think, would do well in the NIT. I think they would have a shot. Yeah. They're not going to qualify. Uh, think, something to look for. For this Oklahoma team going forward, Porter Mosier, does he stick around? Does he go to Notre Dame? I think there's a lot of folks who will be asking that question. Hopefully they won't have to rebuild. It's good to have these final four coaches in the Big 12 at least Porter for Mosier, another year. Good coach. Question mark on recruiting. Question mark on recruiting. We'll see if he could do Groves it. Groves Brothers? You know, you're out on the Groves well, Brothers? I'm not out. That was their best. That was that, <laughs> It was not a recruit. That was a, I guess, it's story. Anyway, so, let's get move on. Next season for Oklahoma, we're moving on. All right. Texas Tech. Oh, even worse. Mm, this, they, there are some question marks. Lots, <laughs> Lots of question of marks. Question right marks. Kevin, I think they technically would potentially squeak into the NIT. I am not sure they would accept any invitation to the NIT. Why not? They're going to go to the NIT. They've got transfer portal issues. They, they don't have, have a head coach. They may have not have a team either. They're, they're already losing players left and right. Sad deal. Texas Tech, uh, obviously the uh, most underwhelming team relative to expectations in the Big 12. Some of that could be described or explained by Mark Adams uh, and, and all that's happened there. Some of it not. Either way. Texas Tech not gonna not gonna not gonna be in the NCAA tournament, Andrew. We'll see you next year, Red Raiders. All right, West Virginia, Andrew played them today. We already talked about it. Probably an eight nine seed somewhere in there. Uh, Huggins in post game said, "I hope my team forgets everything that happened today. Every I don't want to, I don't even think about anything that happened. They were slow. They were uh, they, they just didn't have any energy." He said, "No pep in our step." Was one of his quotes. <laughs> so look, at West Virginia, though we talked about, it. they're they're good. They're good. They they are, you know, whatever. They could be a Sweet Sixteen team. Yeah, they wouldn't match us up. You know, if we were a one seed and, and they were an eight or nine seed, they wouldn't put us. But if if I was another one seed, I would not want to see West Virginia in the second that? round. You don't want I don't, that smoke. I, I don't. I don't want to see Eric <laughs> Stevenson coming after me in the second round and in, in uh, Albany. Or Birmingham. I don't want to see that. So West I Virginia, I I, uh, I have high hopes for you in the tournament, but we're moving on from you. Uh, last thing, they they were a bubble team for a while. 
clearly in, they're right? In. They, they, they got to be in. Yeah. They're they're coming into Saturday feeling feeling good about their prognosis. And good on them. They they had to do what they did the end of season. I mean, it would have been helpful for them if they had beat KU in one of those two options. They didn't, but they won every other game their last four uh, uh, four opportunities. So you you got to give them credit. They did what they had to do. Another team that did not do what they had to do is Oklahoma State. And they are down to Texas right now. It looks like Texas is going to run away with it. They are currently the bubbliest of the bubbly bubble bubbles. Like this team, who knows? It's a flip a coin if they're going to make it in. It doesn't look like they're going to come away with it against Texas. Unless something happens, we'll keep you posted if you're not watching the game and listening to us on, on Jayhawk Talk Radio. Uh, but I think... They're a last four out team, first four in type of team, uh, one of those play in type of teams. If they get in at all, yeah, I think that's right. And so they need some magic here, <laughs> need some uh, Stillwater magic, some Gallagher Iba North to come forward in the last ten minutes very, of this Texas game. very quickly, very, <laughs> very quickly, very quickly. Need it fast. Iowa State, Andrew. Um, we're gonna see what they got tomorrow. Five seed, probably, with an upside of four, and who knows if they go bonkers. Potentially three, probably not, somewhere in the four range. But we talked about it earlier. Newfound team after uh, Caleb Grill's no longer there, who knows? Sometimes you just got to shake some things up. And sure. They it, look like a like a like a, a possessed team right now. And this was a team that probably had the biggest variance of where they could have ended up yeah. a week ago. I mean, it looked like they were swirling the drain. Yeah. Where the the selection committee can say, "Well, this guy, uh, you know, one of your top offensive players is, is off the team. We're going to take that into consideration. We're going to take into consideration your last month, your last three weeks, and realize haven't done much at all. But I think they've." Answered that question. They righted the ship. All they needed was Baylor twice. Yeah. <laughs> all you know, they, all they needed to do is play Baylor twice. So they, they couldn't beat Oklahoma or West Virginia at home, but you know what they can do? They can beat the crap out of Baylor, apparently. Rarely is the prescription <laughs> to all of your ills to play against the Baylor Bears twice in a row because this Baylor team could win the national title. I guess that's so, all you needed. That, so, that's all they needed. So, who? So, so we're going to see they this. Needed Scott Drew. Scott gave him a solid. He gave him a solid. Just just helping TJ out. All right. TCU. Uh, This is is another interesting one, Andrew. Uh, What do they do with, uh, you know, no Eddie Lampkin, which is a big loss. We heard that this week. One of the bigger storylines leading into the Big 12 that got uh, probably dwarfed a little bit by the Bill Self news. But right now a six seed on Bracket Matrix, which kind of compiles all the bracketologists out there and gives us a sense of where they might end up. They could probably improve on that, maybe even tonight with a with a W against K-State. I don't have a good feel for this team right now. I don't either. You know, they Mike Miles was out for a good chunk uh, of February, Com- comes back and looks pretty good, and then kind of has some uh, stinkers at the end there. Come into this Big 12 tournament, uh, no Eddie Lampkin. And so I don't know where, you know, from a psychological standpoint, like where is this team at? It seemed like there was more to Eddie Lampkin just stepping aside for for personal reasons. It feels like it. it feels Hard like, to speculate, I, I, but it feels I mean, like it. What's, is, is this team going to come out here and be ready to play tonight? We'll see. Are we going to see the team that beat Texas like a week ago? Or are we going to see the team that lost by 14 to Oklahoma – on Three days ago or four days ago, it's crazy. Like the two, the, they are Jekyll and Hyde. The the range of outcomes is intense. You could tell me anything happened against K State, and I would probably believe it. 
Well, let's talk about this K-State team. This K-State team has a lot to play for. Yeah. A lot to play for this weekend. I see a lot of K-State fans around. K-State has made a pretty good showing uh, at, at the uh, Power and Light District uh, today. And they have a case for number two. You know, a legit case for sneaking all the way up there and getting a two seed. I think they've been kind of up and down in bracket matrix in terms of where they've they've landed in terms of a consensus number. But a win today and a win tomorrow maybe puts them into that. And if they win the Big 12 tournament, you know, they're bar none, uh, at least a number two. They're probably not ever going to get number one. But they're and, – and as opposed to this TCU team, I actually feel good about this K-State team. I, I don't think that there's – any negatives going into the tournament for them? They just have to go out there and play their game. Yeah, I mean, they obviously ended the season with a loss at West Virginia, which is nothing to get too fired up about. But, you know, leading into that, they've won four in a row uh, after a, a pretty not great stretch, and you believe it. You see it, you believe it. They've got two All-Big 12 players. I'm with you, Andrew. Like, uh, another team that I don't think I want to see in March if I'm, you know, one of these – one of these teams that doesn't see him around <laughs> around these parts. Baylor's up next, Andrew. Uh, a very open question here. Uh, potential two seed, maybe a three. They look pretty lackluster uh, today, uh, with especially the rebounding. My God, when you get out rebounded forty-four to seventeen, I think there should be a rule: you can't be a two seed. You can't be a two. It's not allowed. Automatic move down a line. So, uh, you know, they had a very strong case for a two, and I. It probably just depends on what happens around them, but for them to lose in a quarterfinal and to, to maintain that spot may be difficult for them. Uh, on the Texas side, they're playing right now against Oklahoma State. They're potentially going for a number one. I think that there are three competitors for that last number one spot, and that's UCLA, and that's Purdue, and that's potentially Texas. I think more would have to happen around, but if they... Not the Zags? If... Not a one. No, I don't think a one. But if they go uh, into Selection Sunday with a Big 12 tournament win, they'll have the second most by by far, I mean, only behind Kansas in terms of quad one wins. Yep. They could have a shot at that last number one seed. Yeah, and they, they look great. Uh, I mean, they, they we have seen them at their best uh, not that long ago, just a few days ago, and it looks like even tonight uh, playing pretty well, now up 18 against Oklahoma State. The last team here, Andrew, is our beloved Jayhawks. Showcase for the number one overall seed still happening with another audition tomorrow. Do you think, as we sit today, that they need to win the game tomorrow to feel really good about that overall number one seed? Is it a must win for that scenario, or are we sitting here? We'll, we'll get more into this, but just give me your gut check right now. Where are we at? My, my gut tells me they need to win tomorrow. I think you're right. And my, my gut tells me that because, rightly or wrongly, I think a lot of folks have a, you know, what have you done for me lately mentality, and I think that includes the selection committee. So if Alabama goes on and wins the SEC tournament and we lose in the semifinal, I think that they may may jump Alabama ahead. And and Houston, for that matter, could end up being the same way, too. They're going to look at all the metrics. They're going to look at quad one wins. But without that that bullet of the Big 12 tournament win, Big 12 championship, uh, I I don't think you can feel absolutely safe having that number one overall. What do you think? I think that's right. I think that's right. Well, I think they got to do it. Control your destiny. So we've talked a lot about basketball on the court here at the Big 12 Tournament. Coming up next, we're going to talk about 
the new commissioner and the mark that he set on uh, the Big 12 tournament and give our grades of those changes uh, right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Jayhawk Talk Radio broadcasting live down here at the 810WHB studio inside P&L. Andrew, Brett Yormark has made his mark on the Big 12 tournament here in Kansas City. For one, I'm pretty sure Shaquille O'Neal just walked by. Whoa. Shaq, don't turn around. Is that Shaq? He's hard to miss. Shaq is performing tonight down here, you know, because why not? You know, Kevin, I'm going to tell people at parties that I, I opened for Shaquille O'Neal. Because yeah. technically, that's what we're doing right here. This okay. is the pre-show okay. to the Shaquille O'Neal performance. And uh, that is, of course, because 
Commissioner Brett Yormark has made some changes. He's turned this into quite the event. It already was. Sure. Right? You've had the Fan Fest going on. You've got uh, the stage up here. Stephen St. John was going crazy over here shooting uh, <laughs> yes, T-shirts into the crowd. There was a bunch of games going on. Everybody was getting getting crazy. That's all. We've always had we've that. We've always had that. You've got the little kids shooting basketballs. Uh, but there's been some, some changes here. Yeah. Look. You, when you bring a guy over who was an executive from Jay-Z's Rock Nation, Ho, <laughs> when you bring a guy like that over to lead the Big 12, and that, that's his background. That's where Brett Yormark came from. It, he did not come from the NCAA. He did not come from some association work. He did not come from the assistant whatever to some other conference. He came from Ho. We got Jay-Z's guy who's now leading the Big 12. And when you bring a guy like that over, you're probably going to see some changes. So let's talk about a few of those that have happened. Maybe give our grades. Yeah. You, you want spectacle from yeah. him. You didn't bring him to balance the books. No. You didn't come in here to clean up the mess. You came in here to bring Shaquille O'Neal and tomorrow to bring Fat Joe. That's Maybe that's Saturday. I don't know when that is. That's, that's all we needed, right? We just needed a little bit of Fat Joe in our lives, a little Shaquille O'Neal in our lives. Uh, and this is a spectacle. So there's been some some small changes, some bigger changes. Uh, this ain't Bob Bowlesby anymore. <laughs> this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't Dan Beebe anymore. This is Brett Yormark. So let's talk about this first one. Okay. We now have an anthem. Kevin. Yeah. The Big yeah. 12 now has an anthem. Oh, you didn't know that? Uh, I did. I found it out today. Okay. So big. last night I came over here. And the Big 12, you know, they, 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 uh, they sort of announced it. So if you have to announce that you have an anthem, it's like, do you have an anthem? But uh, let's get this thing playing. I'd rather let the music speak for itself. Hey, Big 12, All right. This is the Big 12. Welcome to the Big 12. Where every anthem. night's a battle till the end. The energy in T-Mobile Center on average is a 10. <laughs> we, we defend. The only path is to the rim. No other conference in this country's got this passion for a win. Leave that thing running. Let's leave it running underneath for a second. This is a, a musician, Andrew, named PL. Oh, yeah. Profit and loss? I, I got no idea. Uh, power and life? Power and oh, life. Power and there life. it is. The Drake's got it. I, I guess I don't know who this guy is, but yeah, you know, it's got a little, it's got a little catch to it. It's got a hook. I think all of the kids from Ames, Iowa, to Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> to next year to Houston, Texas, maybe all the way over there in Provo, Utah, they're all going to be screaming this song. Let's get PL live. What are we doing? We need chat. We need PL. Get PL down here. Do this. What? No. Why isn't PL here? It's not no days off. It's no nights off. No nights off. Don't take a night off. All right, so that's one change. Apparently, we have an anthem. We got Shaq. We got we got Fat Joe. We got a new DJ in the stadium who's like he looks like you. He looks a lot like you. Yeah, that's he looks not great. Like that's a, not what you want. To he DJ. looks like a guy in a quarter zip with a dad baseball hat on, who's got a MacBook Pro with a sticker on it. <laughs> that's you. I mean, you could do this. His name like is you. DJ Spencer D. I don't want to talk down on DJ Spencer D. I thought he did a fabulous job. Uh, the music I thought he was looked great. great. Personally, yeah, I, I mean, he's going for going for our look. He's kind of stealing our culture here. Uh, but yeah, apparently we have a DJ. We also Andrew have an MC. Her name is Jillian. 
I thought she was good. I am normally skeptical of, you know, in-stadium hosts. Yeah. I think they're kind of all run the same. And, and I'll say this about Jillian. I, I liked her for one reason. She kind of got feisty with the Baylor fans a she little bit. She did get a little feisty. She got Baylor. she just got a little jab. I mean, obviously it was a big Iowa State crowd this morning, but she was, you know, making a little joke like, where's all my Iowa State fans out? You know, big, big roar from, yeah, from roar. Hilton yeah, South. Yeah. And then – there wasn't a big roar for Baylor, and she made a little jab at him, and it was funny. It was like some some verbal laughter. I appreciate. I think it. they should steer into that. Make her a little bit more mean. She goes. She goes. I wrote it down because it's so funny. She goes, Baylor, Baylor, are you still in the building, Baylor? <laughs> Keep it going. And there's like nine old people like clapping. You know, like all right, Jillian, I got you. I'm like that was it. Meanwhile, the the Iowa State fans are pretty noisy. It, whatever, like, look, we got a, we have a DJ, we have an anthem, we got a Jillian, we got. I mean, th- there are uh, there are some things, Andrew, that uh, you don't mess with uh, as it comes to events. I think personally. I'm okay with these changes. Nothing really jumped out to really bother me. If you're bothered by brands. This will probably bother you. Yeah, I'm not necessarily bothered by brands because we've got the official beef jerky. We've got the official luxury watch provider. There are a few more brands. <laughs> There's there are, a lot of brands. There are I'm okay with ads. it. I'm okay with My it. My favorite there is the Old Trapper jerky smoke and play of the game. Yeah, I might sneak over to the Old Trapper tent. It's just across hey, the way. Can you do that and give me some too? I mean, the yeah. Look, they are. he is putting his mark on this. You brought him in to do that. You brought him in to to push the envelope a little bit, not just with events like this, Andrew, but also with conference realignment. Pretty important. Uh, and and look, I, I I would give the grade of you know I'll give it a solid B plus. B plus is what I was going to say okay. too. Right. Nothing overwhelming. I didn't I didn't hate anything. Much like you know Allen Fieldhouse renovations, which which has been a topic amongst KU fans. You know, they made just enough changes to, to make it worthwhile. Uh, and I think a lot of people are having fun out here. A couple things that maybe have detracted folks a little bit uh, is, is the weather wasn't great today. Weather sucked, yeah. But still shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the good news is the, the power and light, the whatever the, the actual cover part is covered, like uh, over by the stage. So people weren't feeling that, which is good. Uh, and it's obviously the, you know the nice part about this it's literally 20 steps from from T-Mobile like you you can go from the covered area or the bar to the front door in a 20 second walk and so yeah i mean the the venue is hard to screw up like the, right. this is set for this like this is when P&L is in its zone Right, and I think they figured out the security so you can literally walk right in. I remember standing in line for some of these Big 12 tournaments in the past and waiting for a while. Right. I think they've really figured that out. I, I feel I feel, so, I feel great about it. A couple other things, Andrew, that, that have not changed. Uh, we still have the Phillips 66 uh, gas pump mascot guy walking around. Love him. Uh, I never want that to change. If he gets rid of that, like, I would be fine if Phillips 66 is not a sponsor anymore. So long as that guy came back. Because, like, I equate now the Big 12 tournament with that guy. Old Pumpy. Pumpy? I think that's what they call Are him. Are you serious? No. <laughs> All right, we're going to call him Pumpy. I now. think his name's Pumpy. If I see him on the street tomorrow, I'm going to be like, yo, Pumpy. Hey, Pumpy. Pumpy. I, 
What else would you call him? Uh, no, I mean, that's it. That's it. We still have, you know, we still got these vendors out here throwing free stuff around. You mentioned we got some free Fanta earlier or whatever it was. Sunkissed. Sunkissed. Yeah, I get it mixed up. But one new one to me, Andrew, is the Idahoan. Oh, this is a big one. Well, first of all, come for the free mashed potatoes from the Idahoan. Idahoan potatoes. But stay to sit on the potato throne. Like a giant potato throne. Like imagine Game of Thrones, (laughs) but... A potato. It's <laughs> this huge potato. Why not? Why not? Lean into it. We've got bag boards. We've got kids shooting basketballs. We still have all that stuff that's the same, which is great. Like, that stuff, don't change that. It's it's part of the part of the deal. And obviously, they still have all the stuff on stage, which is a blast. Everyone fired up about it. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been kind of, I mean, a little, a few changes here and there. Feels a little different inside. Outside, you know, other than Shaq walking around. You know, you know imagine this next year, Kevin. The next year is going to have uh, – next year is going to have four additional teams. So we're going to have yeah. uh, a whole day on Wednesday. We're going to have a full day on Wednesday. I'm not ready for that. No. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, it's obviously coming. We, we will be there. We will be prepared. We'll find it to be fun some way or another, but – that's a lot of Miller Lite fan festing for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We, adding in a full day Wednesday adds in a full, a very different element to this. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to the, the old days when it was a little bit longer, and you, you remember that, that that full Wednesday was always a bigger day, you know, for, for me growing up in, in the with with those games, but. Uh, I, I, I'm going to like it. I think it's going to be a, a good tournament next year. But this year, I mean, I think it sets the tone. I, I think from on behalf of the Jayhawk Talk fan base, I would say, Brett Yormark, keep doing your thing. Do it. Keep maybe maybe push it a little bit further. I want PL, keep pushing. I want PL live next year in the mid center court doing the Big 12 anthem. That's all I have. The only change I want to see. Bring back some more rappers. Bring back some more acts. Whatever I want to see PL performing that anthem, and I think he, I think you got to update it every year. We gotta, we gotta start. It's like a like a fight song. You gotta put in the new teams, okay? And you maybe get a, maybe get Shaq to guest on it, okay? You know, maybe get Fat Joe to do a little verse. Right, hey, have Hove do it. Come on, you you got to pull those strings. We're just gonna turn Rock it, Nation. Come on, man. turn it all on. over you know to saying? Rock Nation. All right, Kevin, we are coming up to the top of the hour. Uh, we're obviously going to talk a little bit more about Bill Self uh, and his impact of being out, but we also want to get uh, into Norm Robertson and what he can do for this team and, and the importance of Norm Roberts uh, going forward. We're also going to introduce a new segment called Get Him Going. Get him going. We're going to get him going. We're going to figure out what it's what's needed to get him going. Okay. And that's right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Welcome back in. Hour two of Jayhawk Talk Radio live down here at PL. Kevin Meckley here, Andrew Payne. We got the Drake keeping us in line. We got some bracketology talk coming up. More from the Big 12 tourney. But look, we got to hit once again the biggest story in college basketball right now. I think that is a fair assessment, Andrew. And that is the news we learned this morning. First heard here on Sports Radio 810 WHB this morning, and that it was that Bill Self would not be coaching today due to, at the time, they called it an illness, and then later clarified a little bit more about what we knew and what, what they were willing to sort of share, and that was that he uh, had checked in to Kansas Health System last night, arrived at the emergency department, and, and as a result of of whatever the doctors checked into there, underwent a standard procedure that they said went well. He's expected to make a full recovery, important part there. Uh, you know, it's been reported that his long-term prognosis is good, positive. That's all obviously very comforting. But, Andrew, let's talk a little bit about the, the basketball side of this. In hour one, we obviously talked a lot about the, you know, what it means to the team and what it means to KU World and everything like that, but... Now let's look forward a little bit because, you know, fact is there is a scenario where we do not see Bill Self coaching the rest of this season. And we know for sure he's not coaching the rest of this Big 12 tournament. That could be one or two games. But there's a chance, and I think it's, you know, it's not an insignificant chance. I, don't, I have no idea what those numbers are, what the chances are. I'm not going to speculate, but it is obviously – within the range of outcomes that Bill Self is not coaching the rest of the season on a potential overall number one seed in the Big 12 or in the NCAA tournament. That's an event. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. And I think events like this really show where your team's at. Is this team ready to handle this, this kind of adversity? At this point in the season, if you need a coach to motivate you to play, you're, you're not going to get very far. If you need a coach to put in a couple new plays here and there or, you know, be really involved in the scout, you're not there. So, I mean, I, maybe it's a testament to the team and to show how well Bill Self has done with his team to see how they do without him. And I think so far... They've done well. This this game today against West Virginia, uh, West Virginia, you know, did fight back a little bit, but at the end of the day, they closed like they always do, like a typical Bill Self team, just under Norm Roberts. So, you know, Norm's taking the helm. Norm is at least taking the helm through tomorrow, hopefully on Saturday, going up to the uh, Big 12 championship game, if they can get through Iowa State tomorrow. But, you know, what are you looking for from Norm? We have... A five-game sample size, Kevin. If you can remember all the way back to November when Norm was at the helm for four games, and then today, do you think that it is a seamless transition, or do you think that Norm uh, has some work to do? First of all, get it right. Norm Roberts is, by percentage, (laughs) the winningest coach in Kansas basketball. I, I don't think those victories actually counted towards. I think they, I think they went, were trying to decide that. I, I I don't know where they landed. I saw. I think they gave them to Bill. Whatever. Sutton. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm, and I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Five and zero. Oh. 
Uh, he's five and zero. Oh. He can't. He can't deny that. As as the acting head coach or whatever his title is, whatever you want to call it, five and zero. Oh, it's pretty good. Well, that that goes to show. It's not like they played nobodies. I mean, they played Duke in that stretch. Uh, they played West Virginia in that stretch. Uh, he he obviously is a very competent coach. He knows everything about Bill Self and the, what he wants to see out of his team. They have a extremely consistent message within the program. They talk about that a lot. Uh, but here's the thing that is clearly a difference. All those coaches, while they speak in a singular voice, all play their parts. And you hear you hear this especially like in senior speeches. You know what I'm talking about? They'll be like, oh, man, this coach, I love how you do this. And this coach, I love what you bring here. And this coach, I love. So they all kind of have this these roles that they play. And obviously part of that scout and, and all the recruiting, assistant coach stuff. But I think there's also a, you know, they, they work as a cohesive unit and they, they bring a different skill set. When you take Bill Self out of the equation, they will still be fine. They will still be competent. They will still scout well. I presume Bill Self is still able to watch film and be involved. Norm said today he's watching he's film. film. He's watching film. That makes you feel good. He will not be gone. But Bill Self has a way. You look at the numbers, and the numbers are absolutely bananas what bill self has done in games under five points late in games right now there is not a better college basketball coach on the planet walking around in that scenario he obviously that's a big enough sample size we know he's good at it we know he can do it we know he's probably the best he's in the hall of fame for a reason you can't replicate that a hundred percent now can you can you put patch it together and go on a run? Yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, it's still a loss. I, it's definitely a loss. If you were to take any team who's going to be playing in March and say, like, "Would you like to add a Hall of Fame coach to your <laughs> coaching staff?" They would all say, "Absolutely." We, we'd be much better off uh, with that, that person sitting on the bench. Uh, but I, I think that Norm probably has a little bit of danger here in that. If he tries, if he just tries to coach like Bill Self, sure. if he just tries to imitate, if he tries to just, what would Bill do in this situation in terms of either one, calling a play or two, you know, substitutions or, or how he's coaching the game uh, down the stretch? I think he needs to coach like Norm Roberts is going to coach. And I think I want to point out one thing today. And, and you were you were there for the for the interview today uh, with Norm Roberts that went on after the game, and I want to talk about the out of bounds play. Yeah. We, we were we were we were up by you know double digits. I think West Virginia made a run. Uh, Norm called his his timeout in the second half. The only one he called in the second half, and drew a play up. Drew a play up for Ernest. Led to a lob. Uh, good dunk from Ernest. You know, easy two points, and and really got the crowd going, got the team going, and it was it was over after that. And, and they asked him about that dunk, and, and what did he say? You know, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but it was it was pretty funny. You know, they, they, he, he was able to, to take it in, in, good, in good spirits. But essentially he was like, yeah, I, I drew that up. But, you know, I would take – he kind of joked like, yeah, I'll take credit for that. Uh, they obviously went out there and did it. But it, it goes to show, like, again, they think, I think, from the same mind on a lot of that stuff. Obviously, Norm Roberts is right there for the last 10 years of every single decision in-game and out-of-game Bill Self has made. Like, he knows what Bill Self will do in that situation. I agree wholeheartedly with all of that, and that was a great example of it. Inbounds play coming in, he makes the right call, they execute, boom. 
and they did it. He obviously did a good job hyping up his team because they brought energy all game. Great. But it gets tight, late. Bill Self has this, this way about him where he either gets on you big time on something or he flashes a smile and says, boys, just chill out. Like, he knows the right time to do those Bill Self-isms that Norm just won't be able to. It's just a different right. It's a different style. There's basketballing, and then there's peopling. Yeah. I think Norm can do all the basketballing, but I don't think he can do peopling the way Bill, the way Self, Bill Self does. The way Bill Self does. He still he, can do it. He needs to do it the way Norm Roberts does. Correct. Which is not the same. So I don't think he should be a, an imitation of him. Uh, and this game, and let's just just dive in a little bit into this West Virginia game. This game wasn't necessarily the easiest game to coach. He walks into this game with a starter down. He walks into this game with trying to deal with with what to do with Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller, you know, did not start. Ended up playing twenty four minutes, but started Joe Yesifu. Big decision that he's gonna he had to make and putting Joe Yesifu on the floor. How long do you play Joe? When do you put Kevin back in? What if Kevin's not? You know, handling it very well, and he didn't look like he handled it all that great. That's a difficult coaching game, sure. no matter who it is. Yeah, and the good news, he did say this in post-game, he has had the West Virginia scout for like the last decade. So if yeah. you're going to pick a team for Norm Roberts to get his feet wet with, it was this one, because he knows everything about the way West Virginia wants to play. That helped a little bit, but look, I mean, as we sit here today, we do not know if Bill Self will be back this season. Obviously, we hope like heck he is for lots of reasons. Basketball being one of them, but the the man and the family and the program, you know, justice, you know, right there too. So uh, that that is it's the biggest it's the biggest story in, in basketball, college basketball, right now. And we talked about Norm and how important Norm's going to be, but someone who's probably just as important is Dwan Harris. Because Bill Self has said that the best point guards he's ever had are when it's a version of him on the floor. And I think Dwan Harris, you can go back to the great point guards uh, in Kansas basketball history under Bill Self, Dwan Harris may be the most perfect example of that, other than Bill wants him to score a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive. But I think Dwan's going to have to take some leadership role in that too because he's the one controlling everything. He's the one running the show on the floor. Absolutely. Uh, Fran Fraschilla just tweeted, like, just a few minutes ago, I think, as I was looking out of here in the break. Hey, if uh, if Norm can't coach, Juan can. Sure. <laughs> I See, Fran and I you. are on the same page. I didn't you. even steal that take from him. Look at you. Uh, you know, he said also in postgame that, look, you you can only control the things you can control. And that, that is that is something that self told, you know, told them. Next man up, same thing. The other thing he said is faces change, expectations do not. That is the the thing you hear Bill Self say a lot. He said it three or four times, like senior night, everything. That is his kind of mantra about the University of Kansas. Faces change, expectations don't. And he said, I told, I, I looked at the older guys. So we're talking about Juan. We're talking about J, uh, Jalen, probably Kevin. He said, lock in, stay focused. This is tournament time. And those guys did that at least tonight. All right, Kevin, looking ahead, we've only got big games left. Potentially going forward, we've got a game tomorrow against Iowa State. Then we have the Big 12 Championship. And then we're into the NCAA Tournament. These are only big games. And when you have big games, you got to get guys going. So coming up next, we're going to unveil a new segment called 
Got to get him going right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back in to Jayhawk Talk Radio, coming to you live from the Sports Radio 810 studio inside the Power and Light District at this Miller Light Fan Fest. Hey, live coverage of Championship Week in the Big 12 Tournament is brought to you by Barstool Sportsbook. Inside that Hollywood Casino, the Green Light Dispensary, Jay Rieger & Co., CBD American Shaman, and Miller Light. Kevin, I've got an update. Okay, we have another team knocked out of the Big 12 tournament, and that is Oklahoma State. Texas goes on to win 60-47. to Texas Whoa. will be advancing to the semifinal tomorrow night against either TCU or K-State, and that game will start shortly. So if you're a Cats fan, if you're a Horn Frog fan, get down here to the T-Mobile Center. It's about to be even more bumping. Let's go. Let's go. Well, hey, look, Andrew, you previewed this on the other side. I'm still trying to figure out what this segment is, but I can't wait for it. Well, if you just listen to the crowd, any KU fan, just listen, you hear this comment. Man, we need to get Grady going. Mm. Oh, we need to get Dwan going. Mm -hmm. Mm, We need to get Kevin going. Okay. So this segment is all about we got to get him going. Okay. And we're going to do each player All because right, got it. we only have big games going forward. We got to get them going. We got to get them going. We got to get them. Who do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about Grady first. All right. Grady, 
Well, first you of know, all, isn't it crazy? This is the second we hour. Gotta get him going. We got, first of all, we got to get Grady going. <laughs> the second of all, isn't it crazy? I don't know if Grady's names really come up in this. Usually, That's this a is a all Grady all the time po- uh, is, radio, not a podcast radio. Uh, and we like to talk ourselves about, about Grady. So let's talk about some Grady. And I think the bottom line is we got to get Grady going. We got to get him going. And I think Grady got going a little bit today. Uh, I don't think the ball was falling for him in the first half, but if you close your eyes and weren't paying attention a little bit, you would uh, have a hard time realizing that Grady had 17 points today, and he has had a rough, rough couple games. Uh, you know, two games back, he only had free throws, important free throws, and then he, you know, had did okay against Texas uh, in that uh, stinker down there in Austin. But Grady today. Finishes with 18 points, four for seven from three, and I think more importantly, he saw the ball go through the hole against some pretty good defense. Yeah, and it was it was these were contested shots. They were not open like he was not getting wide open threes. They were they were pretty nice, uh, you know, well guarded, kind of one step back, one kind of off the dribble, one. I mean, yeah, he he he. I don't want to say it, but. I liked what I saw in, in terms of getting Grady going. Is he is he going, or we still need to get him going a little I wanna bit? See, I want to see some more. I, I want Grady to go bonkers in this Big 12 tournament, just get him just all the way up to the max confidence going into the tournament. You know, he had 18 points today. He took 12 shots, uh, which, other than Jalen, was the second most on the team. But it did not feel like he was taking over the game. Not a lot of catch and more, shoot. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have the ball in his hands a whole lot. I think teams guard Grady differently, right? Yes, they, than anybody on our they, team. They focus almost completely their efforts on defense on Grady Dick. And I think he's just got to go out there and play his game. And, Andrew, and, and that's in all three phases. You know you know what other person we got to get going? Who else we got to get gotta going? We got to get Jalen Wilson going. Well, he had a great game today. I'm talking about the three ball. I want to okay. see him make some three-pointers. It feels like he's like two for 40 in the last four games or something. You're not too far off. I don't have that number, it's, but it's I, I would. Good. it's something like that. Now, he One did hit... of four today is the best percentage he's had in a while. <laughs> I'm saying that. You know, so you know what that means? We got to get him going. going. We got to get him going. Come on now, Jalen. You know, another thing. He actually did have good looks, and they just weren't going in. Another thing about Jalen that I think will help him get going, I think he's got to finish around the rim. More specifically, he's got to dunk. Oh, man. That would get him going. He can get to the basket better than anybody else. If he can get up there and just dunk it. Just dunk it one time. Just one time. One time. It will get you going. That will get you going, Jalen. You know who else we need to get going? Who's that? Dwan Harris. We do need to get Dwan Harris. We need to get Dwan Harris going. I don't know what. I actually don't have anything. I'm not sure either. He didn't make a three. He was over three from three. No, I, I think it's this. And I, I think it was two games ago. Dwan was taking the ball up the floor. Bill calls him over as he's taking the ball up the floor, and he says something to him. Well, I don't know what he said, but he immediately took the ball to the hole. Because yeah. I think he told him, go score. Go score the ball. Go score. <laughs> because he can do that. He can just go score. And there were some, some big openings today that he just took. Uh, he can create those things in the flow of the offense, and he can create those things for himself. I think he needs to be more aggressive offensively. That's what is needed to get him going. I will say one other thing. I think he might have got going tonight because of one thing. 
For the first time all season, I saw a half-court lob pass. Oh. A half-court lob pass completed from him to KJ for a dunk. And when you're talking about getting guys going, I want more half-court lob successful plays. And I saw that today. Maybe that gets both of them going, Andrew. Let's talk about KJ. Oh, well, I'll tell you what about that half-court lob. It got me going. As, got a, me going. as a fan, it, it got, got me, going. me going. And I'll tell you this, I don't think a lot of these uh, Iowa State fans want to say this. It kind of got them going, too. That yeah. place was rocking from everybody after the half-court lob. Heck but you're right, KJ. KJ, you know, workmanlike effort, 13 points today, a uh, couple lobs. You know, some he had some big dunks. Uh, rebounding, not, not especially he great. He rebound the ball. That's, that's what he got to get going. That's, he it, hasn't rebounded the ball all year, though. This is like he, what he does. Yo, know, Jalen steals all those. Like, yeah, Jalen gets he his. He boxes everybody out, and then Jalen just gets the board. Which, maybe that works. But if, you know, 13-7 and seven from KJ, that's going to win a lot of games. Yeah, we have uh, he hasn't had many of those games. We got to get him going. Got to get him going. That's what we need. Uh, and I think, I think he's playing well defensively. Uh, he's, you know, he, he's out there. Being a man against some of these taller players, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that big guy against West Virginia is pretty slow. But seeing KJ have to guard that I guy, know, it's, so it's like they're playing two different sports. It's so funny. And, I mean, a 7-1 guy, you know, probably 100 pounds more than KJ. And KJ is not small. KJ is huge. Uh, it's, it's just a little different. So, KJ, just, you know, box out and get the ball. Get the ball. Box out and get the ball, That'll KJ. Get you going. Uh, Kevin McCuller? Oh, we got to get Kevin to the chiropractor. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> get it worked out. Get that, whatever you need to do. Give him some, some liniments, some, some hot towel treatments, some maybe, acupuncture. Maybe check out uh, a couple of the sponsors here might help him out. CBD American Shaman <laughs> might have something, maybe Miller Lite, whatever it is. I don't know. We got we to get <laughs> Green light dispenser? I mean, Kevin McCuller has had some bumps and bruises and twisted ankles and, and some stuff going on his whole career, but but this season. He, he hasn't missed a ton. I think he only missed one game this season uh, and then did not start today. But, you know, he's got kind of an old man game. He's got kind of a, a game where he's relying a lot on his wits, not necessarily on his ability. Got a lot of ability. But we just got to have that old man in the game. We got to get him going. So get in the hot tub. Get in the cold tub, whatever it is, that's what it is to get him going. Okay, I'm going to do this a little different because I think more broadly, a lot of people say you got to get the bench going. The bench hasn't been going all year. Maybe a a tiny bit of uh, earnest here and there. Maybe one one game of Joe Yesifu. We got to get the bench going. We got to get the bench going. Now, here's the thing in the NCAA tournament, the bench is less important than. Basically, like any other time. Long timeouts. You can play 39 minutes. Your starters are what matters. Yeah, I think last year, I mean, think of the, the national title team last year. Not a lot of bench minutes. I mean, yes. it, was, it was really just Remy, but, maybe a little bit of Mitch. But we did have we Remy had... and Mitch, and both of those guys played roles in two games that were vital for them to play roles in. So that means we got to get this bench going. we got to get the bench going, Andrew. Joe Yesifu, I'm just asking you, like, Harness some of, and, and the Drake knows what I'm talking about. Harness some of the Drake, Joe Yesifu. Harness a little bit. Of, bring us a little bit of the Drake. That's that's I, you averaged like 26 points over like seven games or whatever it was back when you were in March. Yeah, I, mean, I think harness a little bit of it. 
Joe Yesifu and Dwan Harris have opposite instincts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dwan Harris's instincts, and maybe that's okay because it gives a different look to the to the defense, but Joe Yesifu's instincts are to score. Joe time. Anytime he even like is close to the ball. It's Joe time. It's Joe time. Joe time when he gets the ball. Maybe just dial that back a little bit. Maybe they need to meet somewhere in the middle. And, yeah. and Joe be a, a tiny bit more of a distributor, not look to score every time you have the ball, and then Dwan. Maybe maybe he can learn from Joe. Maybe get some of that instinct. Okay. Uh, as we look at this, Andrew, I think another guy we got to get going is Ernest. Ernest got to get going. Ernest played a few more minutes today. Kind of needed to. Uh, but as we look at potential matchups in not not just NCAA tournament, even Big Twelve tournament, there are some big dudes out there. And today you saw KJ versus a big dude. Sometimes you need to match a big dude with a big dude, and our big dude is Earn. We need Earn to get going. You know, Big Earn might have the best hands on the team. You know, every time he's on the floor, every time he's on the floor, he's poking it out. He's 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 gambling, but he's he's gambling and sometimes fouling, but sometimes delivering. He gets called for fouls he doesn't deserve just because he's big. Just because he's bigger, but like his he's got great hands, and if he can just be a threat to block. Any kind of driver, and then you know poke one out here and there. That's all we need. We don't need Earn to do anything else other than that. Maybe catch a couple lobs. Uh, all I know is this: we need to get all of them going. We need to get all the bench going. We need to get the staff going. Maybe we need to get Bill going. We need to get Bill <laughs> we going. Need to get Bill going. Bill, we need to get you going. <laughs> we need to get you going more than anybody. We need to get Bill going. Uh, but look, Andrew, I think this got to get him going. Segment it was effective. Yeah. Uh, I think are, are, do I got to get you going? I, th- I feel like. What do I got to do to get you going? I, need, I could use another middle light. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get Kevin going uh, in the break here. Uh, but but next we're gonna talk a little bit of a bracketology, and we're gonna you know come up with a conclusion, a definitive statement of what the Jayhawks have to do to get the number one overall seed, and that's right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio A Ten W H.
Welcome back in the Jayhawk Talk Radio. I'm Kevin Meckley. We got Andrew Payne here. We got the Drake keeping us in line. We are down here at the PL. Just have had a great day of basketball, Andrew. A great day of basketball. And I am ready. This is like we've talked about. This is like the appetizer. This is the this is Christmas Eve. Getting ready for Christmas. The, the NCAA tournament. This feels- oh, I thought you meant this show was the appetizer for the real show, which is Shaquille O'Neal performing oh, yeah, later that's tonight. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'll buy that too. But look, like it has been a lot of fun down here. And if you've been down here, if you were down here today, you know there's nothing better than Big 12 Tournament Day, especially on that Thursday. The Thursday is the best. And, Andrew, it is the, it is the appetizer to – the big dance. This is the little dance. The big dance is still coming up. Let's talk some bracketology. And Andrew, I got to ask you this question. Right now, as we sit today, is Kansas the overall number one seed? One hundred percent. Yes, they are. 100%. They they deserve it. They've got. Now, the, I just said do they deserve it. Are they? They they they've got the resume. I mean. People can decide all they want. You can look at some other good contenders. But I think that this Kansas Jayhawk team has done enough, has done what it takes to earn that number one overall. And I think, in my perspective, the number one overall seed is important, and it's, it's something that we want to try to get. But I think the real prize here is right here in Kansas City. Is, is, is that building over there, the T-Mobile Center, if the Jayhawks can be playing in the Sweet 16, be, tw- be playing in the Elite Eight, in that building over there, that's the real prize. That's the prize. Yeah, it, it's important this year more than it has been, at least until last time it was in Kansas City, right? Yep. Like, so, like, it, you're right. It, it matters a lot. Uh, you know, can KU go win if they're in Las Vegas? Sure. But wouldn't you rather have – Three quarters of the building full of KU fans just fired up about trying to get them to, you know, to, to another Final Four. I, absolutely. And to your point, Andrew, let's just look at it real fast. KU, quad one, is 16 and six. The next closest, I think, is Texas with 11 and Texas and Baylor both Texas have 11. And Baylor both and have actually, 11. Texas just won. Was that a uh, the, depending on if that Oklahoma State, so. it might be. So they're they're either with twelve or eleven, uh, but but we have five or six uh, up on yeah. on Texas. And the other part of that is no bad losses. Every one of our losses has come in quad one. We are twenty and six in quad one and two wins, which again is far and away more than anybody else. the The resume is there. Uh, the uh, open question, I think, on will the selection committee take into account whether Bill Self is coaching or not? I wouldn't think so, but there is a human element to all of this. Uh, that just an interesting question to pose, I, I would, I would guess. But uh, as we sit right now, I'm with you that they deserve it. I think KU still has to win at least one more game to feel good about it. Right. And if they win it all, you feel great about it. Like, if, if KU wins both the Big 12 regular season title and the, the tournament title and they're not the number one overall seed, like, what are we doing? So let's set the groundwork here. The competitors for this spot are, are Houston and Alabama, right? You're not putting Purdue or UCLA in that conversation. 
What do you think? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think the end of season, they had the chance to do that. And, you know, I think those two kind of separated themselves a little bit. Purdue struggled a little bit down the stretch. And, I mean, they're still they're still good. They're probably going to be a one seed. Probably. It'll be close. Uh, them and UCLA. But, uh, look, I, I, Alabama it, it will be there. I think Houston is the one that's probably our biggest threat. Houston is definitely the biggest threat for, for a couple different reasons. And most of it is geographic. Whether their resume is what it is, if they do put Houston above Kansas, whether it's Houston at one and Kansas number two, Houston is likely to get their choice for regional. Uh, and that's going to be Kansas City. They're likely to pick Kansas City. I would think so. I would think so. And and that's, that's again, like you should reset, like, the the number one overall seed gets to pick. So it's the only one that gets to pick where they want to be. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean. They'll kind of put the rest where they probably would naturally fall um, if if that's possible. Yeah. Um, you know, UCLA ending up in Las Vegas if they're a one seed, that makes some sense. Uh, but, you know, if <laughs> – what what we wouldn't want to have happen, and, and you know, probably worst case scenario, would be you know we are the two overall, and then UCLA gets put as the number two in the Las Vegas bracket. We've seen this, uh, two thousand seven. That's the exact same thing that happened. Uh, so I mean, do you do you really get an advantage out of that? I mean, who knows? It's Las Vegas. KU fans will travel just like they traveled out to California. But it's it's unmistakably an advantage. Like it it, sure. it is it is an advantage. It, it is not even. Like, it's Kansas City. It's right here. I mean, there are there are a bazillion Kansas fans within, you know, five square miles of this place. And we'll just run it back. We'll run this party back. We've got the, – the party's still going. Bring Shaq back. Bring, bring Shaq back. Bring PL uh, back. We've got <laughs> – Bring, bring yeah, the anthem we need back. to get an anthem. You need to get an anthem done for this, this season. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we've got K-State and TCU tipping off just across the way. At the T-Mobile Center, the the party's going. The party is going. Bring and, the party back. Uh, both TCU and K State are fighting for their lives. Let's do it all again in two weeks. In terms of getting a seed, I'm gonna turn it on a couple of different things in terms of uh, Big Twelve teams. Other than Kansas, which team in the Big Twelve do you think has the biggest chance to go far in the tournament to to, to cut down the net? I think it's Texas. Uh, I mean. It, this has changed a thousand different times as we've been sort of, you know, talking through this throughout the Big 12 season. But 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 Texas seems to be the team to me right now that uh, has the, the I don't want to say pedigree, but it feels like they've got the most complete team. Baylor, I would be willing to accept an argument for. And maybe that's true as long as they don't see Iowa State sure. <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they've obviously got, uh, you know, whatever you talk about guard play, the best guard play, but but Baylor is is not Baylor has not closed the season strong. They've lost four of six, uh, and I don't love betting on teams that have lost four of six going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Texas is is good, man. They, I mean, we saw it in Austin uh, when they are playing at their top level, they will beat they can beat anybody, and I, I probably trust them. A little bit more than than Baylor. What about these two teams playing here, right now? K State, TCU. Let me make a case for K State. Make a case. Two elite players 
two players that will likely be All-Americans. Not necessarily first team, but two, two players who will be either second or third team All-Americans who can talk about short bench. Two, team, two players can lead you a, a long way. Sure. Uh, and we're talking about Marquise Noel and, and Keontae Johnson. Those two players can, can take that team far. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of that team is no slouch either. I mean, this, this K-State team had earned uh, a three seed in this uh, Big 12 tournament and will likely go on to be a three or a two in the NCAA tournament. This is a scary team. They play us close. They played us close. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in their bracket. I think that's right. Uh you know, they, they've had a little Jekyll and Hyde a couple times this year, but you're right. When you get to March, you don't need five great players. You need you need guys that will lead you to, you know, put your team on the back. And they got two of them, and they're both really good at it. Like, and they're, they have, they have, they're in the right positions to do it. And clearly they have figured something out uh, in, in Manhattan with Romtang. Yeah, and and I'm interested to see how this game goes tonight because I think it's going to be very telling for both, both of those teams. teams. Yeah, I, they both have a test here. If K State can go in there and just take care of business, K State, by the way, not favored tonight. They are a two point or a one and a half point underdog to this Horn Frog team. Uh, but if K State can go in here and take care of business, I think they're they're telling the country and they're telling the selection committee, we're here to win basketball games in March. You know what would be a lot of fun, Andrew. Give me KUK State in the finals on, on Saturday. Give me how? That. I mean, I think if you are a proprietor down here, if you are the owner of McFadden's, or if you are, are anybody who has any kind of monetary interest down here in the Power and Light District, you're very happy that, that K State nice or that the KU is playing Iowa State tomorrow. But you would probably be even more happy. If the Jayhawks were playing the Wildcats on Saturday. Do you know the last time K-State won a Big 12 tournament championship? I don't know if they ever have. They have never done it. Okay. Do you know the last time they've won any tournament championship? Oh, man. I w- I, would it be in the the old Long Kruger era or even before that? We were not born. Tex winner? 1980. Wow. 1980, last time. So they're due. They're some, some <laughs> hey, ways. hey, they're due. <laughs> they could be. They got to get them going. They got. Hey, <laughs> Jerome Tang might have them going. Got to get them going. He's got them going. Yeah, but that's uh, an interesting game that's about to tip off here at the T-Mobile Center. Uh, we're here down here at the Power and Light, and uh, you know this this TCU team, they may be headed in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see what this team looks like without Eddie Lampkin. So if you are watching at home. You know, maybe keep us on in the background and ch- check out this K-State TCU game. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Obviously, Mike Miles, if he's healthy, can lead that team a long ways. If you told me that TCU wins the Big Twelve tournament, I would not like. I would. I would sure, not it, may, it would make some sense. Uh, if you told me that TCU was a Final Four team in the right. You know, in the right setting, I I would not be like floored by that. Uh, I think it takes a couple things. I think it takes Mike Miles being healthy and playing well. Uh, with that, they have they have firepower around him. Obviously, Eddie Lampkin made them uh, dual threat. You know, post presence and and 
and the, the front court and back court, but they still have guys other than Eddie in the front court that are decent players. So uh, they're 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 a good team, man. I, I can't wait for this game tonight. All right, Kevin, uh, we've got one more segment and. All of you are welcome to continue listening, but this next segment is really intended for the audience of one, and that is Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12. We have some ideas to improve the Big 12 tournament. You, uh, you introduced a bunch of new food. They're really, they're really advertising and really pushing, pushing these new food items that are, that are centered on each of the schools. We have some ideas on some cocktails for each of these schools that the uh, T-Mobile Center should serve next year. So that's coming up right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Welcome back in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. Final segment coming up here. It has been a blast down here at the Power and Light District. A10 WHB. Andrew Payne, Kevin Meckley, thank you to the Drake keeping us in line. Andrew, we talked about this in the first hour that Brett Yormark has put his mark on this Big 12 tournament in a number of ways. And one we haven't talked about yet, and I'm still not sure about this one. He came out with, we're going to say he did, like this is his doing. Oh, I'm sure this is all his brainchild. This is his doing. You know, if they say one thing about Brett Yormark, he's a foodie. Foodie, yeah, everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. Brett Yormark decided, we're going to, again, it's his his decision, to give every single school a signature food item that you could buy inside the, inside the, 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 uh, uh, T-Mobile Center and at, at the concession stands. And they had things such as the Iowa State Cyclone Tenderloin, the K-State Wabash Cannonball, or Cannon Dog, excuse me, Cannon I mean, dog. no offense to K-State, that one looked the worst. It looked terrible. The Stormin' from Norman Oklahoma Taco, Pistol Pete's OSU Fried Corn, Longhorn Quesadilla, Tex Masked Rider Burger, the TCU Loaded Tots, and probably my favorite, the Jayhawks Mac and Cheese. Yeah, I, I think Jayhawks Mac and Cheese is pretty tried and true. It's just like some mac and cheese with some pulled pork on top. Yeah. Great, great. You can't, you can't mess that up. I mean, the other one I like is Baylor. Just vanilla ice cream and Dr. Pepper. Pretty simple. <laughs> it's like a Texas thing. You know, pretty pretty homegrown Dr. Pepper and ice cream. I like that. It's just the Baylor float. But Kevin and I... We watched this West Virginia game, and we didn't just watch this West Virginia game. We were like, you know what? They should make cocktails. Yeah, Brett did it wrong. This is a nice this, start. This, this, it's you know, if you really want to make any money in the hospitality business, the markup is in alcohol. Absolutely. So we came up with some cocktails for each school. So we're just offering these as suggestions to Brett uh, for what they could do next year. So we're. We already talked about what the food item is. This is not a pairing situation. You're not necessarily going to have the cocktail and the food item. You could. We are, at least I am. You, we haven't talked about it. I would like to scratch the food items altogether. Okay. <laughs> Reimagine the food items completely. And let's talk about, you know, making yourself some real money. You don't have to get as many sponsors, uh, Brett, if you're able to, you know, take some of these suggestions. The markup is there. So let's kick this off, Andrew. Which one do you want to start with? You go first. We'll go back and forth. Um, let's start with Iowa State. Okay. This is probably one of my favorites that we came up with. Uh, this one is a playoff of Shandy, but it's uh, Bush Light, which is a, a favorite of sure. the Cyclones. Bush Light, lemonade, and protein powder. <laughs> so you can get your biceps bulging like TJ. I like that. I like that. Does it have a name? Uh, we did not go. Oh, yo, yeah. Ice Teej. Ice Teej. Right, it's teach. an Ice Teej. Right, there you go. Uh, all right, I'll take West Virginia. This is a pretty obvious one. It's day-old moonshine, one ice cube, and some dirt around the rim. Just, yeah. just dirt right around the edge. You know what do you call about? that? Hug juice. Hug juice. Not bug juice. It's hug juice. Hug juice. Uh, we're going to move on to TCU like this one. This one, you know, makes some sense here. Up a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if you're a TCU fan, you're familiar with the Hypnotoad. Uh, you know, it's a big, you know, almost a side mascot. The Hypnotoad, they play it. It's from Futurama, I think. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's 
try to hypnotize you. So we're going to put in some wormwood absinthe, which makes you hallucinate, and some Diet Dr. Pepper. So they're trying to trying to hypnotize you. Get Drink this, hypnotize you. Maybe give some of that to Eddie Lampkin, convince him to stick around. Yikes. Yeah, you look at that floor that they play on. You kind of need oh, yeah. some of that. To get, oh, yeah. To get Somebody was drinking some uh, some TCU uh, hypnotoad. When they put that floor together. For sure. All right, Baylor, speaking of a wild, uh, a wild, a wild place to be. Oh, yeah. Nothing like Waco, Texas. Nothing like Waco, Texas. So that cocktail is uh, just Yoo-Hoo. Just, yeah. Just, just, just Yoo-Hoo. Yeah. There's nothing else. That's, that's all they can allow. It's wild night in That's Waco. all they allow. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, I'm going to let you do this one. No, yeah, so. K K State. This was a joint. You want me to do this one? Well, no, it's a joint okay, effort go here. Ahead. So, Purple Jolly Ranchers, Robitussin, and Sprite, right? <laughs> First of all, it kind of sounds good. Yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. It I mean, sounds good. if you're like hurting a little bit, but you need a little pick me up, it's a play on scissor, right? right? And promethazine. We'll we'll just call it the Sandstorm Sangria. I like that, the Sandstorm Sangria. This one's probably the best. This is Oklahoma. Okay. Go for it. Gloomer Sooner, and it's just a pint of microwaved Old Crow whiskey. <laughs> just put that in the microwave, put it on there for a minute, take it out, and that's it's been that type of season. That's all you need. It's been that I'll type of season. make you feel better. Yeah. Uh, okay, Oklahoma State. Uh, let's do – this one's pretty standard. Just a Seagram's and seven. Why? Because it feels like they always finish seventh. <laughs> I'd like to go back and look. I, I meant to check, but it just felt like, I mean, all year they were just that seventh place team. They couldn't, they, they broke into the top six for like a hot second. Yeah. And they didn't end up, back to seven. Ended up in seven. So seven. Maybe they'll end up in the tournament. I don't think so. All right. Moving on to Texas. It's the Austin sauce. And this is uh, bourbon with brisket fat. And I'll tell you. This is actually is a real drink. I'm into that. Uh, there's a little bit more to it, like, but that's that's uh, what the what the foodies, what the uh, the big cocktail mixologists, they're they're Where putting some some tallow, well, some some white on top? wagyu tallow, mixing in with the bourbon. I'm yeah. into that. I'm into oh, yeah. that. All right, Texas Tech. Uh, look, uh, it's called the guns up. It's called the guns up. It is uh, Colt 45. And some refried beans, just and just stir it up. Just real good. keep stirring. Stir it just, it'll good. it'll eventually become <laughs> the same consistency. It's a little bit thicker than your normal cocktail. Cold forty five is the refried beans. Yeah, it's just called guns up. up. And then, of course, we're our, we're this is the Jayhawk Talk podcast. We're going to do radio a, show. Uh, this is the Jayhawk Talk radio show, Kevin. Yes, uh, we're going to do. Uh, the Kansas Old Fashioned. And we're going to talk about the sponsor today. That's Rieger. Rieger just put out the Rock Chalk Rye. 2.0. 2.0 for 2023. Worked last year. Worked right. last year. So this is uh, uh, the Old Fashioned with the Rieger Rock Chalk Rye. Maybe a blueberry, maraschino cherry, get some red and blue in there. Sounds pretty good. I, there are several of these that I would order like unironically. So like, <laughs> I think I would, I, if, if we were just sitting in line, and, you know, I didn't want to have a Miller Lite, the Miller Lite Fan Fest. I would probably lean, which, which one am I leaning toward? I would probably either go for the Austin sauce. Yeah, the, I was, yeah. The bourbon and brisket fat. I would do the Kansas Old Fashioned, a classic. And I kind of like the, I kind of like the Sandstorm Sangria. <laughs> G- give me the, give me the purple drink. You're, you're out on the Gloomer Center. I'm out Mic- on the Gloomer Center. Microwaved whiskey you're not in on? I'm not in on that one. I don't know. I mean, it depends on your day. If you had a bad day. Maybe if you had a cold. Yeah. If you had a cold, some microwave whiskey might, I, might work for you. Which one of these do you think would be the best uh, antidote for Bill's health to just feel better? 
Yoo-hoo. No, no, I don't just want him near. I don't want him near any of this. <laughs> this poison. Just straight to the Yuhu. Uh, maybe Bushlight lemonade and protein powder, but otherwise, no. Just stay away from all this, <laughs> folks. Kevin, well, it's been fun. Brett, Brett, just take some suggestions. Take it. Take yeah, it was fun putting those to together. We're here to help. Uh, you know, Kevin, I'm I'm looking out here at the T-Mobile Center. I see all this this beautiful magenta, uh, and it's fitting because we've got two purple teams going on inside that building. Uh, for the T-Mobile Center, uh, the K-State TCU game will not conclude before we get over. But any predictions? Give me K-State. I like K-State too. Give me K-State. I don't know why. I got no reason why. But give me K-State. I I think it's going to be a good game though. I I can't wait, Andrew. We're going to wrap this up here pretty quick. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go watch that game somewhere here inside the Power and Light. There's why, lots of places. Why would we go inside when there's lots of places right here? And, and if they were serving those cocktails, I probably would go back in, Brett. I'd probably go back in. But I'm going I'm to have one out here. That's what we're going to do. Let's get out of here, Andrew. Iowa State tomorrow. Iowa State tomorrow. Big game. I, give me your prediction before we get out of here. I think we've got it. I, I'm going to say KU by seven. I was going to say six. Oh. I like KU, too. I, I, I really do. And I'm not usually like the always predict KU guy, but I, I, I like KU in this game. Uh, we will see. We will see what happens. All right, Andrew. Appreciate everybody listening in. Thank you to Mr. Yormark. Thank you to Shaq, to Fat Joe, to the Drake. Appreciate power and light. And let's do this again tomorrow, Andrew. And let's get back here again in a few weeks. That's right. We've got the T-Mobile Center just ready for us. They're ready for us. It's just ready for us to we've, – we've got a win here at the T-Mobile to come back to the T-Mobile. That's all you got to do. That's all we got to do. So let's go out there and win against this Iowa State team. And then it doesn't matter. K-State, Texas, TCU on. on Saturday. Just want a good game to showcase. We're the best team in the country, Kevin. Andrew, this has been fun. Always always a blast to be down here and even more fun to do a live show. Down here at the Sports Radio 810 WHB studio. Rock Chalk, everybody. We'll see you next week. Rock Chalk.